content while played. A Good Omens Crackpot Vic, written by False Premise and read by John. Scientists predict that the Earth will be destroyed in 7.5 billion years, when it is absorbed by its own sun in its red giant face. This is incorrect. The angels of heaven and the demons of hell, well, most of them anyway, believe that the Earth would be destroyed in the summer of the year 2019, set in motion by the Antichrist Adam Young, and culminating in the last great battle between heaven and hell. This is also incorrect. The demon known as Crowley, Crawley, or the Serpent of Eden, believes that the earth may well be destroyed during the Big One, when the forces of heaven and hell unite to declare war against humanity. This, too, is incorrect. In fairness, he's not incorrect about the whole heaven and hell uniting to declare war against humanity thing. That will happen. It just won't destroy the world. The world will be destroyed when, and only when, I tire of it. The world will be destroyed when the game ends. For everyone else, the game is like playing poker in a pitch-black room for infinite stakes with a dealer who won't tell you the rules and who smiles all the time. But not for me. For me, ineffability is the game. You've no idea, you see, how hard I need to try, the lengths I need to go to be surprised. And that's why I love him. In fact, he's somewhat of a favorite, really, and that would no doubt surprise him. That ridiculous principality, with his collection of misprinted Bibles, his deep appreciation of sushi, and his incandescent crush on the Serpent of Eden. I saw his potential the moment he gave away his flaming sword and when he lied about it to me, to me, well, even better. This one, I said, this one won't be boring. And he wasn't. He really wasn't. That nosedive out of heaven, fascinating. Finding Crowley again, touching. Deciding to shoot the Antichrist, thrilling. Questioning Gabriel's understanding of the great plan by appealing to ineffability, what a twist. And there he is, lying spread-eagled on Crowley's bed in Mayfair, trousers hanging indecorously from his left ankle, an effort of glorious proportions jutting out from between his legs. Crowley's serpentine tongue slides into his hole, and the angel clutches at the silky black sheets and moans wantonly. No one has ever done this before. Not an angel with a demon. There was an incident with a few angels and some humans, but never an angel and a demon. I'm not even certain what will happen. An angel and a demon might even explode. And they certainly seem determined to explore the sin of lust from every angle. 
But they deserve it, don't they? The sex, not the exploding. Probably do. So maybe they don't explode, after all. In fact, all that intermingling they're getting up to will probably be just the inspiration that Aziraphale needs. Yes, he's clever, after all. So I make sure the moonlight is particularly soft and romantic. I make the stars shine just so. I infuse the air with a certain sweetness, and I draw the night out, making it last significantly longer than it technically should, allowing them the time together that they clearly so desperately need. Not that they'll know it was me. Not that they'll bother to thank me. Well, in fairness, a Xerophile might. And Crowley hasn't thanked me for anything in a long time. And that's probably fair enough, too. But, thanks or not, they deserve it. They do. Hand well played, Aziraphale and Crowley. Most satisfyingly unexpected. Gloriously ineffable. Oh yes, indeed. Hand well played. The end. Thank you.